welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. Um, we're uh, back in my house this time. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get into the studio tonight, but that does not stop uh, the nice guy. So, uh, we're, so yeah, we're, we're back here in my crib, and uh, we've got uh, one of my good friends here on the show. Uh, she's a photographer, um, and uh, she used to frequent the coffee shop I worked at, and I haven't seen her in a while, mm -hmm. and it's really good to have her back here uh, to chat. Uh, we've got Scarlett Crawford. Uh, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Yeah, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Yeah, how was your day today? It was interesting. It was interesting, yeah. Um, my best friend is having her birthday, like, getting tonight. We're going out to some bars and stuff. Oh, so I had to pick up some alcohol for that. Nice. As well yeah. as this. Yeah, as well as this, yeah. It's nice. casual. It's right. really casual. What's on the itinerary? What were you guys um, doing? We're actually going to Landmark Lanes. Classic. It's a bowling alley, yeah. Right. Yeah, we're going to bowl, and then we're going to go bar hopping from there. So. <laughs> Bowling and bar hopping. Pretty much, pretty much. Well, uh, we've got a nice pregame sitting right in front of us. We got mm -hmm. Southern Comfort. Yes. Uh, as well as a cherry coke. I do. I put. What I've been doing lately is I do like cherry bitters on top of the ice, and then cherry bitters. Yeah. That is new. That is. Yeah. That is going uh, out on top there. Yeah. I like that idea. I just love whiskey. I can't help it, so I gotta mix and match all this stuff. Well, am I gonna like drink this and get the sudden urge to like go running around chopping down trees? Probably. Yeah, I'm you might very. Pull over <laughs> yeah. Is my uh, my beard just gonna start growing <laughs> out like yeah. like ridiculously fast and? The possibilities are high, but it's worth it. Ask me some of those bitters there. Oh sure. Let's see. It kind of depends. Some people, how much do you want it? Uh, sprinkle, sprinkle. It's rain and bitters. Can do a little taste? It's not super strong. Oh, that's good. Is it? Yeah, I approve. Good, good. Awesome. Well, yeah, good good choice on uh, on that. that. That adds a nice touch to it. Thank you. Thank um, you. So, what we talked about in Mr. Nice Guy mm -hmm. is uh, love and fear through the creative mind. And, um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that you're actually, um, I believe you're the first photographer that I've had on the show. Nice. Um, so yeah, how is, uh, how's the grind been going? How, how have, uh, how's your, I guess, creative kick been lately? It's been good. Um, I actually, I was very into photography for a while and then, um, I kind of started getting a little turned off. I mean, I still love photography, but I started getting just a little turned off by, um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people were hitting me up or were doing it just to, you know, like I need a new good selfie for my Instagram. Or, yeah. You know, it's all it's all about like self-image and all this stuff. Whereas I really enjoy uh, like conceptual photography and music photography. Oh, that's definitely my favorite for sure. Um, just conceptual because you can really capture you can really capture a certain feeling, emotion, whatever, and you can really, like, collaborate better with people about if it's surrounding a certain topic, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I love, I love music photography because you can just see it on the musicians' faces, like, how they're feeling when they're right. playing their instrument, and, you know, music already has a ton of feeling into it, so you just okay. capture that, so. I really like it. Um, I've actually turned a lot lately to writing as well. Oh, so that's good. been... Yeah, yeah. Nice. I have like an entire um, 
journal entry, or not journal entry, but a, a whole page of my journal of just different like book ideas and stuff. Um, and I've actually written quite a bit, um, especially for this one. It's called Wolf. It's going to be dope. Wolf. Yes, Wolf. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, that's exciting. I. Well, I guess uh, we'll add that. We'll add to the intro uh, yeah. um, <laughs> that photographer slash writer, mm -hmm. um, because I, I I knew that you had. Um, you had dabbled a little bit with like some writing, but um, it's news to me that you know mm -hmm. you're starting to kind of take it, take your, take, take it in a in like a much bigger avenue. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> um, tell me a little bit about Wolf. So it's basically a love story, but it's um a really <laughs> it's kind of fucked up love story because I can't just write a love story. I'm, I don't have like this super savvy mind for this, so um, it's based in Seattle, and a lot of it is based on stuff that I just saw when I lived in Seattle. Um, when I lived there, I just wandered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no ambition, I just like wandered around. So sure. it's based off a lot of the places I went and that kind of stuff. Um, basically, this one young photographer who actually photographs weddings, that's like her main thing, but she hates it. She's not like, this is all bullshit, like none of it, you know, whatever. She doesn't really believe in love much either. Um, and then her friend, this is, yeah, her friend takes her to a nightclub. Um, and then that same night, it's like within the first chapter, they actually, it's like you have a secret covert to get down into like the basement part of the nightclub. And there's this whole other, basically like 1960s inspired rock scene down there. And they have like special, special drinks where it's basically psychedelics in the drinks. Oh, yeah. Like some absinthe. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty crazy. And that's how um, she meets one of the uh, band players and then that whole band. And um, Basically they obviously fall in love. It's this whole crazy kind of distorted love story. Um, but the biggest catch is that he's actually, he and all his band members are involved in this like underground cult gang. Yeah. That, you know, people like with the occult, or not occult, but with um, like the cartel, they, you know, they ship like cocaine and all that stuff. Yeah. These guys, they do it the same thing, but psychedelics and like shrooms and acid. Yeah. Wow. So it gets really crazy. <laughs> There's a lot of really trippy scenes that I, I it's the best writing about because you just like sit back and like just do it, you know. Nice. It's very interesting. That definitely adds some, uh, some very abstract elements to a mm -hmm. love story and mm -hmm. honestly we need more fucked up love we stories we need more fucked up love stories yeah uh, i watched i watched monster in law with um my roommates the other day and i was like oh my god yeah. <laughs> so bad. i hate romantic comedies <laughs> really yeah i hate romantic comedies Fair. i can't i like like horror movies or yeah that's pretty much it yeah. like interesting documentaries you know yeah no i i agree i um Recently, I actually just watched this movie that came out last year called Climax, mm -hmm. and it's it's a Gaspar Noe movie. He also made Enter the Void, mm -hmm. so like he's a lot of his movies have a lot to do with like really surreal and fucked up thematic material, and like his movies are very disorienting and yeah, and um, and it's about like these uh, this troupe of dancers in like France mm -hmm. and. Uh, they're all like having like a rehearsal party, like having a good time, and then someone spiked the their sangria with LSD. Oh, okay, yeah, it's a bunch of dancers. Yeah, yeah I think I've yeah. seen the trailer for that yeah. one. Yeah, and um, and it's like 
how it's cool how and it's just cool how like someone can take something that's very like unsuspecting mm -hmm. or very kind of like not simplistic but just something that you don't really something that you don't see coming something that like is a fun and sort of um commonly used like uh story elements such as a party or some kind right. of social gathering right. and they turn it and they turn into they turn some kind of like psychedelic nightmare into like into what the story ends up becoming yeah. and it sounds a lot like your story kind of has some similar turns in that mm -hmm. i just feel like we need something to spice it all up you know right something and people love psychedelic i feel like movie wise people love seeing that stuff tv wise all that yeah know? So you can do a lot of cool special effects with cameras and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. A lot of remarkable camera angles. Yeah, <laughs> just definitely. Things that just really make it, that really challenge you to, to kind of follow along and keep up with what's happening on screen. Yeah, because, definitely. Yeah, but, um, well, damn. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, in, I'm interested to, if, you know, I, I hope that you, uh, you know, manage to complete that story because that, that sounds yeah. like something that will eventually become a, a movie adaptation. Yeah, I kind of, that's how I write it with like it becoming a movie of mine. I like keep certain scenes in mind when I do that. But um, I guess it's an interesting concept too because um, there's a lot of, especially in the middle of the book with all the gang activity and stuff, there's definitely a lot of violence involved and all this all this stuff going on, but at the same time there's that, it's basically a love story, but like I said, a really fucked up yeah, love story, yeah. so. Yeah. So yeah. going into how you so you were you lived in Seattle for a couple months last yeah. year. Um, given that your story also takes place there, and like, um, mm -hmm. do do you feel like like your place slash your environment like really shapes how you think in that way, like creatively? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Especially after I moved out there and then I came back here, just based on the surroundings you see and, you know, the people you meet, especially for me, I really, I love going to like coffee shops, diners, all that stuff. And even then, that really puts me in a creative mood. Mm. Like I could even just bring my, I used to actually go to this um, place, it's called Lost Lake Cafe. It's in kind of downtown Seattle. And they were open 24 hours all the time. And I spent a lot of nights there, like with my laptop, just editing pictures and stuff. Um, I'm like surprised how much time I spent there looking yeah. back now, but yeah, and that's it definitely you just it's an old-fashioned diner You see a lot of interesting people yeah. on the weekends. You see a lot of drunk people. It's pretty funny yeah. But yeah, so I feel like based on where you are you get inspired To create something new or maybe even for me like I could be sitting in a coffee shop and I just see some couple or some random dude and I'll just my mind just comes up with this whole story, you know, mm. so. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, it's, definitely. Especially when, um, it's like in kind of those hole in the wall sort of places, mm -hmm. like you, there is some kind of sense of eeriness to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, and, um, and uh, like a, a good example, have you ever watched Twin Peaks? Mm -mm. Okay. So Twin Peaks, like, it's a show, it's, it's made by David Lynch, and like, um, a lot of David Lynch movies have a, have a lot to do with like, 
things that seem normal, like at face value, but there's something like underneath that's like really twisted or messed up or mm -hmm. just things are not what they seem. And that's a recurring theme in like a lot of his movies and, and in the show. And like, it's cool how like, you know, you, this, this, this show, it's like a murder mystery show and, mm -hmm. and it has a lot to do with um, like, just how it seems like a normal old small town at first, and it's then never just a small town. No, but you find out that all this like really crazy, supernatural, like cursed shit is happening, mm -hmm. and like people just get murdered and casual, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's um it's cool how place really can shape how a story is is. Um, how it gets approached and Definitely. how it how it um, unfolds and everything like Definitely. that. Like if I went and I lived in the Bahamas for a couple months, down by the beach, had nice drinks on the beach all the time, was just chilling, you know, yeah. I probably wouldn't be writing a story based in the Bahamas about like this killer psychedelic <laughs> drug yeah. underground drug gang and like this band and all this stuff, you know, it'd probably be a lot more low-key. It'd, it'd be probably... It could be fire at the fire festival. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're talking the Bahamas. Yeah. Oh my God, that shit's crazy. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I've right? seen both now, actually. Oh wow. Well. Yeah, they're on Hulu and Netflix. Wow. Well, I was fascinated by it. Obviously. Let's talk about the fire fest, huh? Yeah. I, best festival ever, man. That shit was crazy. Yeah, the craziest party that uh -huh. ever happened. Yeah. I. Man, I so I only saw the Netflix version. Mm -hmm. um, have yet to see the Hulu, but. I think that that was just like the whole Firefest story is it's I mean it like it, sure like it's a story about like just had this crazy festival that was supposed to be amazing like just you know completely went to shit and everything like that but mm -hmm. I think if anything it's also just a massive depiction of mass manipulators yes, yeah. and just how they operate yep. and like how they can be so grandiose about something, but they're actually just like misleading and manipulating people into <coughs> doing what they want. And, exactly, yeah. and when it all falls apart at the end, they still don't admit to any wrongdoing or yeah. like they still, they don't see it as like their fault yeah. of sorts. I'd say I was looking at it. I kind of love looking at things from like a teacher's perspective sometimes. Looking at it, I would, if I were teaching, like, a, even a history class or a literature class or something, I feel like I would, even 20 years down the line, I would show that movie and just be like, listen, in the 21st century, this is how easily people can be persuaded and manipulated with social media. Because the whole movie, I mean, he completely distorts their perception of what it's going to be like and you know has all he hires all these supermodels to post a picture you know yeah. promoting the festival that's not even a festival right. and it got sold out i mean it was sold out what within the first day just really from social media presence like a huge social media presence so i don't know i think that that's crazy to me okay. it honestly is yeah and how and like I also wonder, like, how, because at the beginning, I remember, like, he lost the opportunity to host it at that first island because yeah. it was originally Pablo Escobar's island, and, like, 
he was told not to advertise that part of right. it, but of course, like Within two seconds, right? Of oh, course, he threw that in the adver- the very first advertisement, and lost yeah. that opportunity, like burn that bridge, and uh, I think I wonder if like the festival would have worked out if like if it didn't get fucked up like that early on, like if yeah. if they were able to keep that island because that was what their original idea was, but. Possibly. I think, to be honest, I think it was doomed from the start. Like, a lot of people were saying you needed, like, at least six to twelve months just to, like, put everything together and make the tents and, ooh, I can't imagine being one of the people who got off the plane. Especially because he was also advertising things that they didn't even have on the website. Kendall Jenner yacht party, like, what? You know, she even come in, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love like a cutout of her at the top of right? the stage yeah. and someone lip syncing or something. It's a hologram of her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly. And and then there was the whole thing about like the the meals from celebrity chefs. Yeah. But it was like a really <laughs> shitty packaged meal. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, it's It's like McDonald's with their commercials of like this big juicy burger and then you get it and it's like is this real food? No. Yeah. And I think that you touched a good point on social media with how it can be used as a manipulative tool because mm-hmm. it's also like the same can be said in general about advertising and, and presentation. Like how something Definitely. is presented by, you know, an advertisement or a commercial or just anything. Like anything can be sort of made to look a lot more enticing or, or like, you know, amazing than, than, than it actually is. Yeah. I think it just speaks a lot to how really, like, just anyone can, like, really, like, just, that's just how people are persuaded into buying into things yeah. or spending their money on things. Like, it's, you see it all the time in, in just, like, all of, like, the you know, commercial media and everything like that, like, that's just how, that's kind of how, like, a lot of our media works, but the crazy part about it is just how, to the degree, it was, it was bending the truth about something that was really, like, just non-existent. Yeah, yeah, it was, it it completely didn't exist, and it was all, like, kind of the masterminded by this one guy who, even after all that shit went down, like he was still fucking around and trying to sell people. Trying like, to sell people Beyonce tickets. Yeah, tickets that did not Taylor exist. Swift meet and greets. Didn't even exist. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So, and I think that, like, I think that it makes you look a lot at life, like, of your the life of your own and mm-hmm. how it's like you wonder if, like, you know any Billies in your life and. You think about people that are that you know are that are mass manipulators that have, you know, completely just like finessed you and various other people into believing or thinking something was yeah. a lot greater than it was. I just can I just say after seeing that, I don't trust salespeople anymore. Like mm-hmm. if a guy came up to me right now and he was like ridiculously wealthy, had a wealthy family, I could be set for life and he asked me to marry him and I'd be like, What do you do? He's like, oh, I'm a salesman. Like, I sales, you know. I'm like, no. Because <laughs> yeah. I just don't trust that shit. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'd be the worst salesman ever because if someone asked, you know, so does this really work? You know, what's what's it like with this situation? Does it really work? And if it's a shitty product, I'm always just like, well, 
I wouldn't buy it, yeah. <laughs> Let alone yeah. if it's a music festival. Let alone like music festival that didn't exist in the Bahamas, right. yeah. Crazy stuff. No. I. Yeah, I, I don't know. I. Like, just good thing he's in jail. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, he, he won't be able to. Hopefully, won't be able to swing anything like that ever again. But. I'm sure we'll see him again. Like everyone's saying, like give us like four years. Yeah. Probably. Damn. Well. I feel like at this point, though, everyone will take him not too seriously, so it's okay. Yeah, but still, I I didn't even have any idea that that was going on when it was going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about Me the neither. festival until I, I saw that it was. At the time, I just saw some advertisements for it, but I didn't really notice, you know. Right. Until. The documentaries came out and everything. Well, it's not like we have that kind of money to go to. No. Like that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some tickets were like one hundred fifty thousand dollars, which was just insane. So I know that you also like so you you rebranded yourself. Uh, I did. Yeah. So How, you're. Yeah. I mean, so you are Sarah, but yeah. you, you know started uh, branding yourself as Scarlett on, yeah. on social which media. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah, looking back on it. Or, I mean, I still do. Like, my roommates, everyone, even my upstairs neighbors, I don't even think they know my real name is Sarah. Yeah. Like, they'll just be like, eh, it's Scarlet, all drunk. I'm like, eh. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, really, that just came. I've low key been wanting to switch up my name for like over a year. Now it's been like two years. It's been a while. Even when I lived in Seattle, I remember talking to friends like, should I do it? Should I, I kind of want to switch my name up. And they're like, what? Switch your name? Like, mm -hmm. that's such a weird thing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right, fine. I don't know. I think Sarah is a beautiful name. It's great. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a biblical name. I don't know. I think it's alright, but I guess I just don't feel like that. I just feel like it was, honestly, it was between Skylar or Scarlet, but I liked Scarlet a lot better. That might also have to do with Breaking Bad, the wife's name is Skylar, oh, that kind of uh, fucked me up a little bit. But I like Scarlet a lot, and my friends call me Scar, which is like a huge thing, like, in, I guess it's just a huge thing now, it's kind of weird. But huge, <laughs> huge thing within your circle. Within my little circle, yeah. yeah. Right. So they all call me Scar or Scarlet, and I just like it better. Um, plus, you know, I've been kind of off the social grid lately, like I've done good everything which i've been wanting to do for a long time but finally i had the balls to just be like yeah i'm done and then i just deleted it um which we should actually talk about next because that's very yeah. interesting yeah <laughs> no of course i yeah before we go into that so like yeah. how do you feel like um do you, do you feel like just it's a name that you connect with based on what you do like yeah um for yeah. yourself sort of with thing. with my writing if i ever do publish a book um you know when they say like the author's name i want it to be like signed to scarlet mm -hmm. yeah so that's gonna be like my signature thing yeah basically sure so well once <laughs> once uh wolf is on the shelves yeah right yeah so that's gonna be like my signature thing just the name i go by um, and even with photography, if I get more into it with like music photography and stuff, I'd probably do like a little triangle and then just go by like, the scarlet symbol. I just like it better. Like it just sounds a lot better to me and stuff. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I mean a lot of people that, uh, it's like, it's hard when you're especially in such a social environment as a college neighborhood where mm -hmm. like everyone knows you by, you know, yeah. your real name, like who, who they met you as. and parted with you as and everything like that it's like it's and especially because you did remove your social media like a lot of people probably aren't even aware oh yeah probably not 
Yeah, so moving social media has been really crazy for me, to be honest. It was, at first, when I first did it, I was like kind of depressed at the time. I felt pretty, I don't know, just really depressed about it. It was just, I just wanted to get rid of it, you know, whatever. Yeah. I got rid of it, I felt better. And then a few weeks down the line, I was feeling better overall, and I was like, damn, like I wish <laughs> I miss Instagram and Snapchat and all this stuff. And I swear, I kind of went through withdrawals because I didn't have anything. You had nothing to nothing, like pull out and start nothing, scrolling yeah. through. Yeah. No Twitter, no Instagram, no Snapchat. I feel like, and then I kind of kicked myself. I was like, why? Just because you were so down for a while doesn't mean you have to just get rid of all your social media presence, you know? But. That lasted just a little bit, and then I realized, I was like, you know what, it doesn't matter. Like, if I ever want to recreate one of them, I can just do it. Um, and a big thing, too, is I was like, well, I lost so many friends. Like, social, you know, like, Snapchat, like, come to this party, you know, all these friends. And then I walked through the door one day, and I was like, but you still have your, you still have your gang of The girls. people you would like, be hanging out with anyway. Anyway, yeah. yeah, you still have your main group of friends, like, even friends, in the, you know, you still have people, so... Yeah, I did go through withdrawals though, it was, it was, which is so like embarrassing to say because it's like I hate admitting it, but with social media, yeah, after a few weeks you're like, what's everyone doing? Like, you just yeah. feel totally disconnected, you know? Right, yeah. I, I think that it's definitely like, it's easier for some people than others yeah. based on just how much they utilize it for their own like personal purposes I, I suppose like yeah like me for example like I use it very frequently but I use it like I, I have a profound social media presence because it's mm -hmm. kind of part of like what I do like exactly, yeah. in terms of like freelance writing and networking with people and like yeah and it's just a big tool that I use to connect with people and showcase like what I do but at the same time I, I feel a lot of those like, it's still very aggravating how much I have used it as, like, a catalyst for, like, the mm -hmm. dead air in my life, where it's, mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm bored. I, I think to pull, pull my phone out immediately and start scrolling through Instagram, Twitter, yeah. Facebook, and, like, I'll just find myself pulling it out, like, multiple times within, like, a single moment. And I, it's, it's like, it's frustrating because it's, like, I wish I didn't, you know, it wasn't such a default. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not the only one, like a lot of people oh, do Oh, everyone, that. yeah. Right, everyone. but, but like, it, it's nice, it's, I, I can imagine like, you know, it, it's definitely, it, it takes some, it's an adjustment to not like automatically think to do that or to rely on it yeah. for, you know, f for knowing what's going on in the world. Definitely, and especially for girls like, uh, me and one of my best friends, we went out to breakfast at Cafe Hunter the other day, and she was taking, um, what was it, like, Instagram stories and, you know, just our brunch and whatever, and she took yeah. a picture of me, and she was like, oh, look at you, and I looked, I was like, oh, look at me, and then, <laughs> and then I was like, I had that ink, like, just a nap, like, even physical inclination to be like, if I had Instagram right now, I'd post that shit, and then I'd like yeah. tap it out of my head. I was like, bro, just stop. Like, calm down. You're fine. You look good. Congratulations. Dude, bro. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, congratulations. Right. God, I hate that. Like, 
when you like see when you're in a place like a new mm -hmm. place like a tourist attraction or something like you have to take a picture you of have it to take a and picture. post it because otherwise like it's not uh it's not like official that you were it's there not official. yeah it's hilarious to me now like i'll go these new places or i'll be hanging with some friends and it just it's kind of like a physical honestly like a physical and mental um it's like reaction to like normally i would pull out my phone and like record this and but i can't because i don't have any, anything so I'll, instead, I just kind of sit there, and even if I'm like high or fucked up, I'll just sit there and be like, was I, if I had my social media, was I just about to like pull this out and like do like, a hey, like, why would I, like, what? Yeah. So, it's a very interesting experience, deleting everything. Yeah. You, I recommend it, I recommend it, it's interesting. Do you, like, what, like, what do you miss about it? Um, if you I really, I miss seeing pictures from like my very close friends. Like if I could get another one, I probably, I wouldn't, you know, follow more than like a hundred or two hundred people. You know, it'd just be like, just pictures they take at parties or something, just to see what you know. Yeah. Especially if, like I've seen some where it's like I'm in them and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I miss that. I also do miss seeing. Um, like freelance photographers on Instagram and just kind of their work to get inspired. So yeah. I definitely miss that a little bit. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I feel that like, yeah, I wonder if, you know, even I wonder myself, like, you know, at least like maybe not removing my social media, like entirely, like if that's something I would ever do, but like if it's, if I would at least just moderate myself more, mm -hmm. I think that that alone would people, Average people would draw immense benefit from yeah, definitely. just moderating how much they use it or rely on it. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that most people can, like, yeah, they can. There's merit to knowing that social media is there, but knowing that you don't need it in that exact, like, immediate moment. Yeah. And are able to sort of just put it on the back burner until later, yeah. like, you know, and I, and I practice doing that myself with, um, like, simple things, like, you know, when I'm out with friends, like, I try not to look at social media, like, I try yeah. to just keep my phone away, like, on do not disturb, or at least just, you know, if I, like, I, like, know it, like, I, I try to, like, you know, not be around people and just kind of be in my own little element before be in, like, like the I, present moment. You yeah, know? like yeah. before I, you know, decide to pull it out and yeah. re-engage re in it. I think like a huge, a huge outcome of me um, deleting all my social media is that I'm definitely when I'm in a situation, even if I'm drunk or whatever at a party, I'm definitely more like self-aware and also just very in the present moment. You know, mm. it's it's kind of nice. You know, there's no reason to check my phone unless like some friend is texting me, but then it's like. Whatever you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no reason to really check my phone. Um, so yeah, it's just really nice. I mean, uh, the downside is I do get kind of annoyed when I'm just chilling, even at a coffee shop or something, and I see just sometimes I see like groups of people like they're just on their phones all the time, or they're just like Snapchatting every single move. Oh I'm like, yeah. man, yeah. like I swear this is not good. I know, like. Yeah, I, I don't even really look at stories that much anymore. Oh, that's the one app. If I could get any app back, it'd be like Twitter or Instagram, you know. Maybe I'll get Twitter soon, we'll see. But um, 
Snapchat, I just don't. There's nothing. There's yeah. nothing there. People don't. People do not use Snapchat like they used to. Like a lot of times, I'll be out and asking people like for their Snapchats, and a lot of people just don't have them. Right. And it really did. I feel like lose its universalness. Like, Isn't that crazy though? Yeah. That for the longest time, if you were at a party or a social gathering of any sort. You know, a top thing you'd ask, like if you're connecting with someone, hey, can I get your Snapchat or what's your Snapchat? That's crazy. I don't know. That's just crazy to me because yeah. it's like compared to 50 years ago, you know, you'd just be like, oh yeah, like what's your number? Like I'll, I'll see you around town. Right. I'll see you around campus. You're not yeah. at a library. Or I'll something. fax you. Right, right. But yeah. now it's all like, what's your snap? It's so weird. Which is, I feel like you know, it's what social media was originally intended to to do is yeah. to just make it easier for people to connect immediately and have have the ability to have that instantaneous interaction with somebody or at least see, you know, what's going on in someone else's All life. Time, like yeah. it's the like in that sense, like there's been merit to it, but people use it as a mechanism for like, you know, when they just need something to do with their hands or they just mm -hmm. need they need re like assurance, reassurance about something yeah, like that definitely. yeah so yep. i commend you for you know taking that step for yourself and for removing it mm -hmm. and you know it's um I, I think that in general like i said earlier like people would just you know would benefit from just putting their phone down a little more just a little more being yeah. more have, taking a more active step and just being present in the moment. Definitely, definitely. Even now, I, like, I forget if I even have my phone sometimes. I'm like, do I have my phone? Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> I kind of even realize I have it. Yeah. But I feel that. Yeah. Um, so, like, have you been catching out shoots recently? Or, like, do you Not plan super. To? I've been really into writing lately. Um, but I definitely, if I could get back into one thing, it'd be like music photography. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying is I miss it so much. Even like the attic shows, um, Donner House shows. I know a lot of just Shout out Christian Porter. Shout out Anthony Massans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know <laughs> a lot guys. of like just cool. I mean, I just, it's just a whole cultural experience really just going to those shows and I'd love to capture it. So yeah, I would definitely be down for that. Yeah. Um, All right. As we're closing out. <laughs> All right, Scarlet, what keeps I, you up at night? Joe Rogan documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> yes, shout out Joe Rogan. He's a big, big inspiration of myself in deciding, especially in deciding to film this show. Yes. Um, yeah. So Joe Rogan. Yes. Good. Um, yes. What puts you to sleep? Um. Hmm. Shit. I may need a minute. Wait. Whiskey, I'll just do whiskey. So, specifically, <laughs> specifically Southern, Southern Comfort. Comfort yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. It's yeah. always a pleasure, Ben. Yeah, ben Slowy, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Um, for Scarlett and I, we'll see you next time. Bye.